What's up, everybody? This is Word of a Rebel. And today I want to talk about how we are actively ending wealth inequity. No one is doing it for us. People of color are doing it for ourselves, especially the black community. And it's unfortunate because the nation should pay reparations. Without a doubt, the United States of America owes reparations to black Americans to you know, remediate for the loss of wealth, the loss of... Uh, access to culture and all of the evils that had occurred from just so much in that time span of um, transatlantic slavery. But what I want to focus on today is the way that people of color are not waiting for that to happen, though it should. No one is waiting. And what does that look like? So one of the biggest examples of wealth inequity had to do with property ownership and what that avenue, that doorway into home ownership, what it opens up for the white community in the United States, and what it did not allow for black people in the United States, and what can be done on a personal level for each individual who chooses to do so to take control of that kind of power and take that avenue for yourself. So let's talk about that. So number one, for the history lesson for everybody out there, Anybody who doesn't know, uh, following World War II, the FHA program sometime in the aftermath was implemented as a path to home ownership for, in quotes, Americans. However, it was limited to white Americans in many ways, whether it was lenders or whether it was local organizations. In the same way that voting rights were blocked from black Americans, the access to programming like the FHA affordable housing, purchasing, and all these kind of programs that were aimed at home ownership were blocked from being offered to black Americans. In that time frame, what did it allow for white Americans to do? It allowed them to acquire wealth. And this is how that works. When you own a property, you're able to use that property to grow wealth. It automatically is an asset toward gaining capital. Whether you operate a business on your property, whether you rent out a space on part of your property, or the bigger pathway, which is utilizing the equity in that property. Now, I'm not sure if the original formers of, you know, the um, home ownership programs knew that this was going to be an option, but at some point in the years following the home ownership uh, trend for white Americans, this opened up an avenue for utilizing equity <clears throat> to grow wealth. And what it looked like was some white Americans chose to utilize the equity in their home to buy other real estate, to grow an investment portfolio and to build and maximize on it, right? And then it ends up growing from there. Like it just completely, like it, it continues to just blossom where you have one property, you use equity to buy a second property. Now you've got two properties acquiring equity. You can expand it to a third one. And at that point, the bank kind of sees you as a real estate investor. And so they start just lending to you based on the additional property. You no longer have to borrow against your, um, your first, second, and third properties because now, oh, you're actually an authentic investor. So why not invest in you as a successful investor at that point? And so it gave an opportunity for people to become real estate investors. For some others, it allowed them to um, borrow against their property in order to fund their college child education, 
maybe to use it toward a business loan as you know as backing for that it grew their credit scores so it gave them a stronger credit portfolio for a wealth of credit opportunities and what a lot of people don't realize is that credit is actually not a bad thing the misuse of credit or the abuse of people through their credit is unethical but utilizing your credit is actually a powerful asset to growing wealth when you know how to do it Now, something I want to make clear in this history lesson, because I hate, as a, as a student of history, I have a master's degree in history, I hate when people leave out the full scope of the history. I want to make something clear. Property ownership was very important to the black community during this time frame and before it. In fact, there were many, many, many black property owners. The difference is they didn't have the access to the programs and the assistance that white Americans had during this time frame. So we have to give much honor and respect to these black and indigenous and Latinx people in this time frame and these Asian Americans during this time frame because they were all restricted from accessing the programming and assistance that white people could access during this time frame, but still found a way to buy property, still saw the value in real estate. Now there were fewer because it really took longer for all of these people of color to get their, their assets together to purchase real estate to begin with. But trust and believe, there were plenty of black homeowners and property owners and real estate investors during this time frame. It just was a lot harder for them to do so. But because of that, they learned how to do it better. So I wanna give a shout out to everybody. If you know, if you have ancestors or elders right now who are, who who have owned property and they maintain and sustain that property, definitely give them a shout out of gratitude because they faced a lot more hurdles. They had to really do it on their own. They really did, you know. They had to save up a lot more money. They had to, you know, go from bank to bank to bank to finally get approved and get that property and then utilize that in a way that grew well for their families. So be, be honored to be a descendant and to be given that honor, given that praise for what they went through. Now, moving into the present day, right? Because in the present day, um, there's a lot of people taking advantage of real estate and there's some that aren't. And I wanna talk about both. Number one, let's talk about the ones that are. So there are a lot of people who now, because we do have a lot more um, legislation in place, a lot more enforcement of legislation in place to make sure that everybody across the board has access to the FHA program to make the pathway to home ownership easier. Also, more people are utilizing their equity to expand their investment portfolio. So when you have an individual who wants to own property, they want to expand, maybe they want to put a business on a different property or the same property, or they want to buy a couple of rentals, there are so many people taking advantage of it, and I want to give all of you a shout out. And I'll give more education on equity later. Now, for other people, there's some people who don't who aren't taking advantage, but I think it's more because they don't know how to. So I wanna talk about that. There are a large number of elders who are transitioning at this time frame. The baby boomers are getting older. Um, they are either retiring or they are passing on. And they're leaving behind these assets they have acquired. Because remember what I said, that, that generation really saw the value in owning property. 
and a lot of them are passing this on to their heirs. But what I'm noticing in a lot of conversations is that people didn't really talk about how to grow wealth. There was not much of a discussion in how to make that happen. So this is a brief discussion on how to make that happen. If you have an elder or an ancestor who has who is giving you property and they want you to take control of the property and utilize it. I want you to understand how you can utilize it properly to grow wealth for if that elder is still here, but also for the family, the heirs. Now, option one is if you want to keep the property, utilize that principle of borrowing against the property as um, as a, um, an equity line, right? Get a line of credit, get a line of equity against that um that existing property and then everybody who has partial ownership in that can then utilize that to grow wealth okay that's one way how does that work well you use the equity as a down payment you can use it toward um just like i said like toward investing in future properties because when you invest you need a down payment well if you ain't got the savings account what you gonna do well you can utilize your equity in that way you don't have enough saved to create the down payment for this property this is an avenue to do that okay talk to the lender see if that line of credit could be utilized toward um, furthering someone's education or certification so that they can advance economically into a more secure job situation there's a lot of people out there who are either working for less lower pay than they should or a lot of people who lost their jobs because the industry that they were in was not able to endure a pandemic so this could be an opportunity if you can't you don't want to get a student loan you you don't want to um you know you don't want to go through the hurdles and hoops of all the financial aid well go to the bank and say look i own this property it's a family property what can I do? How can I utilize this asset to fund education? Because I, I need to get a better education or someone in my family needs to get a better education so they can get a better income in a more secure field, right? Utilize that property as an asset. And don't just talk to one bank. That's another mistake that a lot of people make. They talk to one bank and the bank says no and they get discouraged and then they let it go. Every bank has different products. Banks want to lend to you, especially if you have real estate to back whatever it is that they're financing. They want to lend to you. So utilize it in a way that's going to expand you financially, expand your household financially so. And don't just speak to one. Speak to at least three. If you've already spoken to three and they all three said no, come to me. Let's talk about it. Because there might be something missing in how you're explaining it. Okay? But typically a bank is going to approve you for um, financing certain things with real estate backing it, okay? They, they find out what they have available and take advantage. All right, so that is the major way that people have utilized real estate. This is what you can do going into the future. So in addition to that, you could potentially renovate that property and resell it for a much higher property value once it's renovated. You could also just sell it as it is. You won't get as much, but you could take what you uh, earned from the sell in its current condition to reinvest into more property. So what does that look like? Well, my suggestion to you is to look at all three avenues as an option. So as a realtor, what I can do for you is give you a property value. I can tell you what the property is likely to sell for as it exists today. I can tell you what it's likely to sell for 
after renovation. I can also tell you what it's likely to rent for after renovation if you want to keep it and rent it out to people. Okay, so I can tell you all of that. I can also tell you if the current condition is rentable and how much in the current condition you could rent it out for. So you can get options on keeping or reselling. Now, as far as the um, ability to use it toward financing other purchases, that's something you need to talk to a bank about. But I can direct you to some great lenders who have various products if you don't have enough in your, in your network. I can direct you to some that you can definitely trust to give you great information and give you the options that you deserve so you can choose the right product for yourself. Now, this is how you can utilize real estate to grow wealth. And this is what a lot of people, when you hear people talking about what they're doing with real estate, it hinges on what I'm explaining today. This is really a big, big factor in that. You don't have to buy and resell. You don't have to buy and renovate and resell. You can honestly buy you a good, comfortable home in an area that's going to accrue value quickly and utilize that equity toward future purchases. Imagine that in a year or two, you could utilize your home to build equity and buy new real estate. Now, for some of you, you already own a home. Maybe you didn't know this. Maybe this was, wasn't in a conversation for you. So a couple of things that have to happen. Before you can utilize the equity in your property, you have to make sure that if you went into forbearance during the pandemic, you have to make four consecutive on-time payments before you can refinance and utilize that equity toward future purchases. However, if you did not miss payments, if you were continually paying on it, perfectly fine, no forbearance, you can start the process now. Now, if any of this sounds confusing, once again, as always, send me a direct message, send me a text message. Let's start a consultation so that I can explain it to you. I can be found on all social media platforms at Word of a Rebel, Word of a Rebel, or you can text me at 504-535-4353. That's 504-535-4353. Let's have a conversation and get you pointed in the right direction. As always, this is Word of a Rebel, and I'm here for empowerment.